Well, hello. Welcome back to the Kingsway Podcast. So excited you're here again. Thanks for checking us out. Uh, I know uh, I've watched a lot of this happen. I've watched a lot of this happen. We are seeing more and more people check us out. Um, I have liked seeing the view count, but also like seeing uh, just uh, the amount of people checking us out on Spotify. Um, you know, just ways to basically, I think, uh, keep stay connected. You know, I, some of it's not even people from Kingsway, which I love to see. Um, was thinking through some stuff uh, right before I got on here. And I just want you to know, the internet is an overwhelming place of entertainment. Jed, would you agree with that right now? I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh my gosh, man. I There's nothing on the there's internet. There's nothing on the you internet. I find anything. I am like addicted to YouTube and I love it probably too much. And I probably need to cut back. But it definitely is a place that I can find myself just for countless minutes or hours if I let myself oh, go down the no rabbit doubt. hole. I have an algorithm now that just throws random videos up in front of my face all the time. And it's terrifying uh, because there's just uh, so much cool stuff out there. And I love seeing the creativity. Uh, one of the recent videos I was just telling Jed about, uh, you need to go watch it. It's uh, basically, it's uh, the guy named Mark Rober and he created a obstacle course for squirrels in his backyard to try to get to the bird feeder that they were eating. And the more I think about it, it might be the best thing on the internet right now and on YouTube and I'm promoting it. So, you know, there you go. don't stop this video yet, <laughs> but if, <laughs> it is trending and it, it is Katrina and I watched it last night for a few minutes and it is so funny, so hilarious. And, uh, just a total picture of where we're at in our lives that we are creating obstacle courses <laughs> <laughs> for squirrels in our bed. You got to entertain yourself somehow. <laughs> Well, I want to do uh, something uh, new and different. We're going to probably get back to some off the cuff and do some different things, I think, obviously, uh, coming up. But I wanted to take a chance and kind of try something new. Uh, we were kind of bouncing around and trying different stuff. And I kind of like that. I kind of want to see what sticks and figure out some things to try. Um, you know, one of the things that we do here at Kingsway is we kind of preach through or teach through a different series um, for four or five weeks most of the time. And we're about to conclude our pause series this next week. And uh, as we're kind of coming to the conclusion, one of the things that I think every teacher, preacher, uh, person that presents something does, and uh, Jed, you probably would think about this too. Like when I leave a Sunday morning after teaching a couple of times, um, I used to have a professor that would say that you preach your best messages in the shower after you've just gotten done. And I could not agree more or, or uh, you know, in the car ride on the way home or lying in bed the night after, <laughs> you know, because you think of all the things that you could have said. You think about all the things that you should have said. And then you think about all the things that you did wrong <laughs> and uh, wish you could change. And so here I have the opportunity to come back and to say some things that I wish I could say a little different or maybe expand on that I didn't have time to talk about. Um, and, you know, I guess I wanted to take advantage of the chance to just share some thoughts and then honestly let you know that like, just because I present something on once on a Sunday morning, doesn't mean it doesn't have authority or that the Bible isn't, you know, able to kind of preach through my mistakes or still teach through my mistakes or that the word of God doesn't move forward. But I do think it's worth evaluating, thinking through, talking about, and not just making it like, you know, kind of the final word on the topic. You know, I think there's many things that we need to continue to evaluate and look through. So, you know, one of the things we try to do around here is if it's worth doing, it's worth evaluating and talking about. You know, we don't always do the best job, but we try. 
uh, uh, you know, on a large portion to, to make sure that we're staying humble enough and being willing to listen to that. I'm not opening up the YouTube comments for critiques. I mean, I don't want to just like say like, you should just critique us all the time. You know, like that sounds Please like don't. a terrifying thing, but at the same time, you know, constructive criticism, um, you know, trying to make a, a difference, not a point, you know, differences uh, done in kindness and gentleness with a personal touch, you know, at a point, you know, a point is like at a distance without a personal touch, more of like just a poke the bear and run. So that being said, I want to kind of talk through, and I'll use this last week's. And if you haven't seen any of the sermons or anything, that's okay. There's links here in the YouTube channel. If you want to go and look, you know, for past week's sermons, you can do that. Um, we've, this is five weeks into our pause series. Um, I'm not going to talk about too much. The first two weeks were pretty raw um, because we were basically just saying, hey, while this pandemic's starting and we're not really sure what's happening, let's just pause and take advantage of the chance to kind of let God speak. The first sermon I did in the series was basically like the voice of God has the power to change everything. And so the voice of Jesus still changes everything. And so just trying to say like, hey, why are we tuning in to where Jesus is calling us to or what Jesus is talking to us about personally, you know, corporately? Uh, nationally. So, you know, that was kind of the heartbeat of the whole sermon series. Uh, Jed, do you feel like this sermon series has done a decent job of kind of giving some perspective on pause? I mean, you know, obviously when I look at other churches and stuff, they're all doing similar things, you know, shifts, the new normal, mm -hmm. you know, break, uh, timeout, you know, like yeah. I look at all these, I'm like, all right, so like we're all, yeah, we're all, yeah, we're aware, like this is the time to like, Take advantage. Of what have you been thinking through? Maybe not just generally from the sermon series, but like, like what have you been thinking about in this kind of pause section? Is it has there been some things that have kind of come to your mind or things you've been thinking through? Um, I think kind of going into specific sermon. Um, yeah, I, I really liked the initial way you kind of presented the idea to me, and that mm -hmm. like, um, we, you know, we we all have this kind of forced on us just this this global pause mm -hmm. um what do we what do we want to intentionally start back up mm -hmm. um i know that we have this kind of idea of the new normal everyone's talking about it because i don't think we can go back to actual normal no um and and we don't really want for, to yeah for we good don't really and for want bad to. like it's mm -hmm. you know um and so i think yeah, I liked that idea of just like, what are we intentionally restarting when we get yeah. back, you know? Um, we were kind of forced to restart some some things, um, you know, maybe reading more, maybe hanging out with family more, maybe, mm -hmm. you know, whatever the case, I think some things were forced to restart. And so maybe there's some things that you want to continue as you go. Maybe you've yeah. been reading your Bible a lot more and you want, even though things will eventually start maybe getting more busy, you want to stick with that, you know? Um, maybe you, you've intentionally had family dinners every, yeah. every night, oh, man, you know, and you want to do family. that. Um, so yeah, that's what I think that's when you first brought this pause idea to me, yeah. that was what you said. It was, what, what are we intentionally continuing? And I've loved the ideas of just like pushing into things that you've seen that, um, just need to be kind of reinforced as we're all kind of waiting, um, and in that waiting, there's, you know, patience and oh, yeah. patience with each other, patience with mm -hmm. government officials, patience, you know, in every in, area, in everything. I mean, our own, our own expectations. Yeah. I know that one of the words that's come to my mind as I've kind of been thinking through this last week is 
the power of boredom and like how our culture has been really like myself. I'm not good at being bored. Oh, no way. And, uh, but there's creativity, there's reflection, there's space, there's rest in boredom. And, you know, I think the word boredom has this like negative idea and connotation. And it has really been a healthy thing to realize that I had not let myself be bored in a long time. Yeah. Anxiety, stress, work, family, fun, food. I mean, everything that I could possibly think of just filled my life. But then there's just these moments over the last few weeks, especially as kind of this has gone on, where I'm like, oh, I'm just, what is this? I'm bored. Yeah. And there is nothing to do. Yeah. Like, not saying there's things to do, but. Yeah. Well, you know, before all this, if you're bored, you watch Netflix, you, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, like. But you've done that so We've much reached already. The end of that, like that, has reached its limits. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. Like, and I, you know, when when new movies aren't being released, the the media is kind of yeah. slowed down. You know, and you know, Netflix was more prepared than others. But mm-hmm. the content, you know, that's why I mentioned YouTube. It's like the only place that that like original content comes out on the regular right now. Yeah. Um, well, those people are, are creating, they have more time than ever. Exactly. <laughs> They're making obstacle courses for freaking rats in the back. I mean, squirrels, you know, like flying squirrels. But I mean, it's just in my mind, I'm going, that's so true anyway. But I don't know what I'm going to teach on yet exactly, but that's just been a mind. That's been something that's been kind of going into my head and out very quickly. Just go like, man, do I need to work some space into my life where this is like a thing? Like, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I want to talk specifically, I love that you mentioned the start of why we started this series, because it really was kind of a a much more tenuous time when we started it. Mm -hmm. We didn't know as much now. And we know, you know, it's not like we know everything now, but there definitely does seem to be a little bit more of like a stability and like a hope than there was at the time. We're like, we don't know, six months, six years. We don't know. You know, it's like, (laughs) are we we going underground? Are we going to, you know, make it? So, you know, now I think it's been you know, enough time that we've seen it, you know, highlights from this series. I think the thing that I would take away is like kind of my favorite has been the patient series mm-hmm. or the patient sermon in, uh, I think it was week three. Um, you know, the concept that I've needed the most is that like, I probably could have done a whole series on it. Um, the idea that my patience, and this was like the, the opening thought and this what drove the whole sermon was that the end of my patience is where the real opportunity for patience begins. You know, like the opportunity to, for, to be truly patient exists at the end of my patience, <laughs> you know, like, and that makes me mad as a parent. Like when someone, if someone said that to me, like if I got impatient with my kids and they're like, you know, the opportunity to be patient occurs at the end of your patience. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, don't you come at me like that with that, that wise stuff like that. I will take you out. But it's so true like it feels like that's where i need to recognize that patience really has value and that's more what i would like like if i could go back and read i would literally say like if you want to see the positive effects of love in action in patience it's at the end of your ability to be patient like beyond that that's where the deep impact of patience really is and we see that with the grace and love and patience of Jesus, like beyond what we think he should pay is where he has the biggest effect. Mm 
Mm. It's like on the cross, not just healing people, but like beyond that. And it just makes me realize how short-sighted sometimes I see these virtues that we talk about a lot are. Like we, we see them as like these surface level things that would be like good and your grandma would be excited and your mom would be excited yeah. and you'd get a gold star or something or even just an internal thing where you're like I was patient you know like but the level of impact that that a person right now if they're able to be truly patient in a impatient time you notice it mm-hmm. like deeply notice it and I don't know it's it, it it's made me a lot more aware I think of times where I'm like I am being impatient right now. I was being patient, but I am no longer <laughs> being patient right now. You know, whereas I felt more justified in the past where I'm like, no, 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 I have already been patient. Yeah. And I'm done with that. You know, and now I'm like, oh, this is probably actually where the true fruit of patience would come in. Where like the opportunity to really be the patient that Jesus was to that level. This is that. It hurts. It's not fun. It's inconvenient. Uh, it's causing me constant pain, like suffering. Like I don't like this. Waiting in lines is a perfect example of like the smallest bit of suffering that I'm just like, I could be doing other things. I could, you're, you're causing me to be bored. You know, like I don't <laughs> like it, you know? And uh, it's just, it just a natural tendency to kind of just go, golly, I need to work on that. Um, you know, the last week that I just talked about was surrender. Um, I enjoyed the sermon. I thought it was decent. Um, you know, I'm the person that taught it. I'm my biggest critic. I'm not going <laughs> to yeah, lie. No. It, I'm simultaneously like bearing my soul, but at the same time, like super critical of it. Like, I'm just like, eh. Oh, I get that. Um, you know, my last point was basically like to the level of your surrender is to the level of your strength. Um, I wish, I wish I had the time to go and explain a little bit more of that and to go into detail because I think people hear that. They hear second Corinthians chapter 12 where Paul says, you know, my grace is, you know, or Jesus says mm-hmm. to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. I wish I had the ability to say like the most brilliant, you know, I didn't say this. I wish I would have said, you know, like the most brilliant display of surrender is our most brilliant gift of salvation. You know, just some sort of like the cross is the emptying out as Philippians would say, where he not only you know, went to the level of a servant, but also to death, even death on a cross. You know, it's just this idea of like surrendering, 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 surrendering to what God would do. And that's where he's elevated to the name above all names. I think there is something in that, that, you know, we as a country, we as a people, we as a individuals, we have a natural tendency to stand up for ourselves. And I get that that's like, you don't want to be a codependent. You don't want to be, you know, walked upon. You don't want to, but this isn't about that. This is about washing people's feet. This is about position. This is about sacrifice and surrender. A lot of times with God in our personal life, it feels like we're losing ourselves. It feels like we're, we're dying on the inside to surrender to this level. And that's exactly what Jesus did. And not wanting to do it to like, you know, not wanting to speak to someone. And this is always the hard thing on a Sunday morning. Cause I, I can't stop and be like, Hey, if you're in a bad marriage and you're getting beat by your husband and, and you know, you're getting verbally abused in a relationship, or if you're in a situation where someone is physically threatening you, that is not the situation I'm talking about in surrender. 
you know, God would oppose that. He would tell you to find safety. He would tell you to seek help and he would tell you to get out of that relationship, surrender that relationship to him and walk away to safety is what I would tell you. That's the place you need to surrender, not to just be taken advantage of or beat, you know, on a Sunday morning. I, I have a tough time sometimes explaining the situations, but knowing that, you know, the rates of that have gone up tremendously over the last couple of months because mm. people are scared to report it or talk about it. Um, and then people are more stressed and they're together. They're like forced to be together where yeah. they could be apart. So, you know, not wanting like people to hear this message. I'm like, to the level of your surrender is to the level of your you know strength. And they're just over there like, okay, okay, okay. Like, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. Um, more of what I'm talking about is like how people naturally want to stand up in their own strength right now and fight for their rights. Mm -hmm. And how I just don't see that as something that Jesus was fighting for. In fact, he surrendered his rights over and over and over again, but never gave it into who he wasn't. You know, it's not like he was, you know, admitting that, you know, he wasn't giving into the powers that be for his own cause. He was, you know, giving into the powers that be for God's cause. You know, he was literally surrendering so that the movement of what God wanted to have happen would go forward. Um, there was never a position that he was trying to push himself or his agenda or what he wanted. And, and it was just all for God. And I know people have a lot of good motives, you know, and they, 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 they want to go after the things that they feel like they need to go after. And I'm not trying to belittle that in any way. I'm just trying to remind us that the character and the, the qualities and the things that Jesus elevated um, was never position personal rights. You know, it was never a, a place of saying like, hey, you need to fight for this, this and this inside yourself. You know, you really need to surrender. Uh, to what God's up to. And I know there's some social sides of this where it's like, Hey, if you're fighting for other people and what they're going through and whatever, I get that. I'm not, I'm not trying. I'm more just saying on the personal side, where's your heart at? Are you willing to surrender a dream, a hope, you know, a political right to, to, you know, the, the Jews didn't have citizenships. They were, they were, they were occupied by Rome when Jesus is teaching this and doing this. They are being killed and taxed to death, taxed so much at times that their own land is taken from them. And then they are forced into servitude to farm their own land because they couldn't pay the taxes. I mean, this, this is the horrible things going on all around Jesus. And yet, uh, what does he teach? He teaches uh, surrender. I mean, when he talks about the Romans at all, he teaches them things like go the second mile, which I, I, I know you and I talked about this. It, it drove me crazy. Like, when, when Jesus is asked, hey, what do we do when a Roman citizen or a Roman soldier comes up and asks us to carry their shield and supplies? It was actually a rule and a law that any Roman soldier could make any person that they interact with carry their gear for up to a mile. And they had to do it. There was nothing they could do. Jesus doesn't say slap them in the face, run away, call them murderers or, you know, no, he, he literally says go two. Like he's like, go two miles. Yeah. Like, and in, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I get it. He wants a free Israel. I get it. He wants, you know, his kingdom to come, but he's also telling them go two miles in the middle of that and surrender to the love of God and the love that they, that God has for that soldier in the moment to be an expression of that. Um, and that's, that's a really tough thing to do, but mm -hmm. I can't do that all on a Sunday morning. It's just one sermon, right? So to the level of your surrender, is the level of your strength. It's God's strength. It's, it's believing in God's victory. It's believing in what God's mm -hmm. going to do. It's believing that how God's going to move in the world is stronger than anything you could ever do. 
And so that surrender concept was out of that. You know, it's like trying to say like surrendering to this is actually believing in God. It's actually believing in God's, you know, mission, version, power, and his plan. Um, what I wanted to do and what I may end up doing, and maybe we'll link it in here, is there's a video by Tim Mackey on the Bible Project where it's heaven and earth, you know, the mm-hmm. kingdom of heaven yeah. coming. It's one of my favorite videos That's that he does. Yeah, it's such one. a good one. And uh, he talks about how linearly is normally how we were taught. You know, like mm-hmm. you're here and then you get to you get to the end of your life and then it breaks off into two you know, heaven or hell. Yeah. And he talks about how that's like completely wrong with how the gospel teaches. And so we're going to link it, but he talks about, it's more like two circles coming together and where they overlap. The two circles overlap is where Jesus says, Hey, the kingdom is here, but we still feel the earth circle, right? Mm -hmm. We still feel a brokenness. We still, but then the, the kingdom of heaven, this renewal, this new city, this, this new life is also present and how we're surrendering to this new kingdom but we're still present in the old. And so we feel like we're giving in, but what we're really trying to do is, is look forward and give into what Jesus is bringing. And, you know, that's the type of stuff that I just, I want, I want us all to feel and, and, and to have that in our souls, right. To believe that that new renewal is here and present uh, and coming. I don't know if you have any thoughts of that. I mean, I mean, I'm kind of just rambling at this point, but I, I really wanted, you know, this is my mind after I preach, like I just got all these thoughts from like, I wonder how well that came across or if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's super helpful to hear that, like kind of behind the scenes, um, you know, in the moment, I'm not thinking, um, about the other side of things, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and I wonder how many people kind of even go to that, that um, negative side yeah. of like, yeah, I'm assuming, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's it's in my mind I'm sensitive to the person that hasn't grown up in the church. Sure, yeah. That's not that's not listening to this with like that natural eye of like believing mm-hmm. every little thing that's said by a preacher on a stage. Yeah. And I think there's a skeptical side of me that just naturally just goes like, Do I do I believe this in every situation, not just the way that I've naturally been taught and grown up in yeah. the church? And I want it I don't want it to just be something that I'm just kind of like polarized by that, by that version. I want it to work as Jesus intended it mm. to work for the common person that yeah. doesn't know anything about God and to see the reason, but it does feel like nonsense. You know, when, when I say <laughs> that to the level of your strength is the level of your strength, if you're not a Christian and you've never read the Bible and you don't know the gospel, that sounds like yeah. no way. Like, like <laughs> what are you talking about? That sounds like a Hitler coming at him. like, listen to the level of your <laughs> surrender. Well, you like, they're like, uh, I don't want to do that. Like, why would I ever choose to do that? You know, Stalin, thank you so much. Like I, I won't do it. And in, in, in my mind, I hear that side of it sure. where like, I yeah. hear that like person that's in brokenness or weakness or hurting already. That's like, why would I ever choose to do yeah. this? And that's where I think that fullness of the picture of saying like, Jesus is not asking you to do anything that he didn't do himself. Jesus is not asking you to do anything that didn't reveal how God works through surrender. That like letting him have your brokenness, your, your, your pieces is mm-hmm. actually how he puts new things together. It's how he calls dry bones into full bones, right? Ezekiel 38. That's how he takes old things and makes them new in Revelation. It's like, he's like, I'm making all things new. Everything's coming back together. And until you hand that to him, he can't do anything with it because he doesn't take it because that's not love. He won't take it from you, but he'll, he'll, he'll offer it. He'll offer the opportunity to, to be healed if you'll give it to him. And if you give it to him, man, he's all about it. 
all about it. And that surrender is really that opening up, that vulnerability, that, that, and, and that's what I pointed out on Sunday. And I hope people heard that. Did you hear when I said that, like, you have to do this over and over again? This isn't yeah. like a one-time yeah. thing. Man, that's tough. Because I think you kind of reach the levels of kind of maturity. And then you're like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> you know, and then you have a pandemic come in. <laughs> and then you're like, maybe I'm not. <laughs> like, maybe I need to work on the next level yeah. of surrender. Um, or I know for me, normally what ends up happening is I find a new stronghold, mm. you know, something new in my life that's kind of taken a grip and it's not always a negative thing. You know, always, you know, I think we like run to, you know, like the super negative skin, you know, sins. I think those are easy to identify very yeah. quickly and sometimes we can ignore them. But I also think it's just the things that you're like, I really am prideful in this, or I really just have just ignored this area of my life completely. And, or I've really just, I, most of the time just walled this off. Like, this is just like a, like, it's kind of like a little dam. You're like, now nah, the Holy Spirit can move in all areas, except for this. This has yeah. got a wall in front of it and it can flow everywhere else. And most of the times, as Kyler Schaff said years ago, you know, uh, you know, the edge of our comfort zone is where faith begins. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like where where we're not comfortable is where actually God's calling us to have faith and to, yeah. to walk. And I think, uh, that's, that's ultimately what that was. You know, it's like surrender, you know, outside your comfort zone, taking the next step. If anything, this pause has caused that, whether it's boredom, yeah. <laughs> whether it's anything else, you know, patience, whatever it is, the voice of Jesus is still speaking into those places. So as we conclude, you know, this week and, you know, kind of finish our series, I, I mean, I ask you, if you've never watched, you know, check us out, yeah. you know, 10, 15 on, on, uh, on YouTube, we have a premiere that you can watch, mm-hmm. uh, tune in, we'll sing a few songs, but then you'll have the kind of conclusion of the series. Uh, hopefully it'll be good <laughs> and it'll go well. Um, you know, we may do this again at, at, at the end of the next series and, you know, kind of talk through some of this stuff. I, I think it's really refreshing for me. If you have any comments, maybe if you've been listening to the series and you want to put a comment in here of like, this is my favorite week or something you remember. Mm-hmm. I always love to hear what people remember from what, you know, they're learning or listening to, or maybe you have a question about something was taught or something that we even said, you know, in some of our previous podcasts or whatever, I'd love to have a chance to, uh, to answer that, um, get back. We'll respond to those comments. We'll, we may even put something in the video, um, Hmm. if it's a worthy question of our time. So, um, yeah, again, voice of Jesus changes everything, calls us to patience, definitely calling us to continue surrender. And I really do think that's where we find new strength, new life, experience that new kingdom that Jesus keeps talking about fullness. So, um, that being said, I think, uh, you know, next week we'll do an off the cuff, Jed. Does that sound good? Cool. I think off the cuff will be a fun, get some good questions. So if you have a question for off the cuff, Mm. this is the time to do it. Hit that subscribe button. So you're ready for next week, turn the notification bell on and then uh, shoot us some questions so we can get those off the cuff. We just read the question. Jed will read it to me. And then off the cuff, we'll try to come up with a decent answer. Might have Jesse or John with me next week to kind of yeah. help with those off the cups, uh, off the cups, cops, off the cups. Off the cups. <laughs> I think I was thinking cup, cough, <laughs> off the cuff, which <laughs> shirt cuffs. Does he even know what shirt cuff is? You say off the cuff. It's like, is your cuff your shirt? Anyway. <laughs> It's fine. Nobody it's does. Fine. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning in uh, this week. I hope you found this encouraging, kind of a little bit behind the curtain of what we talked through in our series, how we start things off. Jed and I talked through it. And then even my own thoughts, you know, kind of walking through a series and reflecting and thinking through, knowing that God's working in my life and hopefully mm-hmm. is continually to work in you. Hey, let's continue to be uh, people that love to learn and uh, just learn well and, and are humble 
uh, pursuing full life in Christ. That's what we're all about here. We're trying to figure that out, love and learn to do it. So thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys later. Have a great and glorious day in the Lord. Peace.